Straw Hut Media. Lendell Johnson made headlines as America's first out gay professional tennis player. Many look up to him as an inspiration, as an athlete who put his career on the line in order to live authentically. I didn't really make that decision. Like I, I, you know, we are who we are. So you either accept it or not. Some people choose to come out and some people don't. We all have our own reasons. I, I just feel like, you know, people just need to live their lives and it's going to be better to be visible. I feel like visibility is so key these days. It's really important. But not everyone saw his coming out story as something to be celebrated. Lindell's sexuality affects his life every day, on and off the court, and it nearly destroyed his relationship with his mom. It was right after high school. It was actually really hard for me. My mom actually slapped me in my and my, you know, my parents. Home. I got, my mom. My mom slapped me when I came out. You know, think about this as a black woman, household very religious, her only son, and I feel like it was out of protection. I feel like she literally just it was like her like motherly innate thing to do. But I didn't want to. I didn't. You know. I mean. I guess I disrespected her, but I also felt like I need to respect myself too, no matter what. At the end of the day, my decisions are important as well. So I, I left home and I ran away. <laughs> I didn't want to be, you know, in that toxic environment. Today, Lindell is here to talk about the reality of being an out professional athlete, his family's journey to acceptance, and how his tennis academy inspires the next generation of athletes. I'm Lindell Johnson, and this is Pride. Lindell is an actor, a model, and a professional tennis player in the ITF Pro Circuit and the UTR Pro Circuit. I just think I just love playing tennis just like innately. And I found out that there was an opportunity for a career and have a career in tennis. And I kind of just took those steps to work my way up. His first encounter with tennis sparked from his family's interest in sports. My parents have always been really athletic. My dad played basketball. My mom was a cheerleader in high school. But while Lindell's dad, uncles, and cousins would head out to the basketball court, he found himself looking across the way to the tennis courts. So I just kind of gravitated towards towards tennis, and somehow it's it's become my you know my whole life now. Really, Lindell is from a small town, Kalamazoo, Michigan. Yeah, I actually grew up in a tennis town. As luck would have it, Michigan is the home of a national tournament for junior tennis players. It's called the Super Nationals. The tournament offers winners a direct entry into the U.S. Open. It's like a huge like beacon of light for, you know, young tennis players that are 18 or under that are looking to kind of get, get into tennis and, you know, make a name and career for themselves. While discovering his love for tennis, Lindell was also discovering something else about himself, his sexuality. Um, but I kind of knew I was gay when I was really little, but at that age, you don't really put labels on situations like that. I didn't really know what it was. I just knew that I was definitely a lot different from the other boys, for sure. It wasn't until after high school that Lindell came out to his family. As he said earlier, 
At the time, his mother couldn't accept him. So I, I did leave for about a week or so, and I stayed with the property manager, because at that time we were living like in a condo, and there were like kind of condos in the community, and I was just really close with the, the um, property manager. I kind of looked up to her as like my godmom in many ways, more ways than not. So after things kind of cooled down, then I, w- I went back to my mom's house. But yeah, yeah, it's, I feel like it was very intense. <laughs> Lindell grew up in a black religious household. To his mother, he had betrayed her. But to him, not coming out would be a betrayal to himself. He began to question the morality of his church, and he wondered why being gay was viewed as a sin. I believe religion can really um, divide a lot of things in this world. And because of that, I felt that I needed to, you know, have a uh, change of perspective on all of that. People often cite different parts of the Bible to condemn homosexuality. But for years, scholars have questioned whether the Bible mentions homosexuality at all, or if it's all up to interpretation. You know how they say that, choose the lesser evil. Um, I really don't like how Christians like to pick things out of the Bible and just use those as tools to really kind of break down, you know, different things, um, especially in the LGBTQ community. So I feel like that's very unfair and not right. According to the Bible, sin is sin and sin is weighed equally, you know, in the eyes of God. And when you look at it that way, then it's the Christians, it's the Christians that are actually being homophobic and not only up to you know, the things that are in the Bible. So it's like, if you're gonna, you're gonna, you know, be, um, you know, the double standards and all that, it's just, it's BS. Instead of rejecting his beliefs, Lindell decided to look at it in a new light. And I feel like it's been all good. It's been for the greater good. In 2017, Brian Vahali was one of the only out male tennis players, but he didn't come out until 10 years after he had retired from the game. So when Lindell came out in 2020, he became the first player to come out while still actively playing tennis. Another tennis player who paved the way for women's tennis was... Uh, Billie Jean King. When Lindell came out, King reached out to show her support. I literally wake up and I get all these tweets and Instagram messages from her and I was, I was shocked. Like, I, I couldn't believe it. Like, until this day, those, those words are like in my ear. Billie Jean King is an advocate for gender equality and social justice. In her tennis career, she won 39 Grand Slam titles. And if you're not familiar with Grand Slam tournaments, they're the most important professional tennis events. She was very proud of me and she literally was like, keep going for it. She's, and I mean, that's honestly, like if I have a bad day, all I have to do is think about what Billie said to me and I would turn my day around. (laughs) But yeah, that was, you know, there's no words for that. Oh, there's no words. It gives me so much inspiration and motivation now on the court and off the court. Literally. I yeah, it's 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 huge. It's so huge. Yeah, I definitely will remember that moment for the rest of my life. <laughs> this wasn't the only pro tennis player to reach out to Lindale. I spoke with Martina Ratchelova before I came out a few years ago. Martina Navratilova is considered one of the best tennis players of all time. She came out as queer in 1981, 
during the early stages of her career. Though her own coming out was not planned, she encouraged Lindell to share his truth. We have private DMs on Twitter and she thought it would be a good idea for me. So she did help influence me to come out. She thought it'd be great for not only tennis, but for the sport in general. And she also said that more players should, should do it. So this is a question that I actually ask a lot of athletes and I'm not, I'm not, I don't want you to out anyone, but in your experience in professional tennis, are there more closeted queer people playing the game? There's a lot, there's a lot. And I feel like again, to each its own and it really can't be forced. And I'm just hoping, you know, me and other athletes that are coming out, it'll just, we're just hoping to pave the way. Recently, Carl Nassib became the first active NFL player to come out as gay. So many players and teams reached out on social media to share their support. And the NFL even posted a video following Nassib's announcement with the tagline, football is gay. That's history making. So as long as we keep doing things like this, I think it'll just give all the other athletes more, um, more of a comfortable world to come out but even with these players making waves for professional sports, there's still a lot of homophobia in the world. I mean, again, you hear of all these hate crimes, LGBTQ hate crimes in the news, which is very scary. You know, with me, I have to worry about being at the wrong place at the wrong time. What was your experience like when you um, take the court as a tennis player? I know that you've, you've encountered a lot of homophobia professionally as an athlete, yeah, you know, I had training uh, last summer and there were some Jamaican tennis players. I was doing a charity event, volunteering my time for Poppy Tennis. It's a tennis um, club here in New York. They kind of get together and play tennis here in Brooklyn. And the Jamaican players were very homophobic. Oh, like, the bags are here. Why are they here? They're taking over the court. Super homophobic. and. I felt I, I had to say something. So I, I, it was not cool. I literally had a player walk past me and say like, get away from me, faggot, and things like that. And it's like, look, like, I have a training in a few minutes. I don't need to be worried about what people are saying about me. I need to be focusing on my tennis. And that's when you have to really build a strong, like mental, um, really strong mental, um, shield and just kind of block all that stuff out. And it's unfortunate that, that you know, it's 2020, 2021, but it did happen last year, but I'm sure those, those same people are still at those courts, but it's sad that people still have to deal with that, even me. Was the act of coming out, I think a lot of people think, you know, they're, they're really scared about losing their career, really, like that that's a, a big deterrent and losing sponsorships and money and, and all of those things. Was reality as scary as athletes perceive it to be? I don't think so, but I mean, you know, we are in a um, heteronormative, you know, um, world and I feel like that can really cause a lot of issues um, as far as like the fan base, right? So if we have, you know, an athlete that's famous and, you know, all these women are like gushing over him and thinking that the athlete is straight and then he comes out as gay, I feel like he could lose fans, a lot of fans, but then maybe they weren't really true fans, right? So I feel like 
it would be good and bad, you know? So, um, and you just had to just kind of weigh the pros and cons, but it's like, if they can't support the player being openly gay, then maybe they won't really a true fan from the get-go. I like to look at it that way. When we come back, reconciliation with family and the Johnson High Performance Academy. Welcome back. Before the break, we talked about Lendell's coming out and the pushback he received from both the sports community and his family. But he found a light at the end of the tunnel in the messages he received from young LGBTQ people. Yeah, I had a ton of messages on uh, social media. People have reached out and cried and said that I've saved their lives. I've had someone um, said that they were going to commit suicide and that somehow I helped them. Again, this is someone that I've never met. They were just following me online. So I feel like I do have a very powerful role in helping um, not only, you know, people in general, but the LGBTQ, you know, youth as well, however they want to identify. Lindell said sometimes the weight of his reach and his accomplishments will hit him all at once. I was filming my reality show, Jason's Love, at the U.S. Open. We were we just had passed Arthur Ashe Stadium. The USGA had just granted me permission to film and um, film my show as well as, you know, do the front shoot feature for Attitude magazine. And while we were doing all that, I literally was just like, wow, this is, this is real. Like, this is really happening right now. Like, I, I didn't know what to think. I was just like, it just felt very... Very surreal, felt very surreal. I was just really just, wow. Wow, 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 like a big wow moment for me. And who better to share those accomplishments with than family? But after Lindell came out to his family, there was a time where he wasn't sure if he would ever have a relationship with his parents. Yeah, I would definitely say when I, when she, you know, slapped me in, in high school that, you know, I had a lot of, you know, dark thoughts for, for a minute. But since that time, after high school, Lindell said his mom has had a change of heart. She's more active on Facebook now, and she's always saying how proud she is of me publicly, which is really nice. I, she pre- appreciates everything I do now. She's like one of my biggest fans. <laughs> and her support goes beyond just tennis. Um, a situation would be like my ex-boyfriend, for example, him and I, you know, we're together and stuff. and. Um, my family had invited us to my cousin's wedding in Michigan and at that time I was seeing him and my mom had like a complete change of heart and she actually um, had my boyfriend uh, do her hair actually and we all went to the wedding together so that was like definitely like full circle like you know having my boyfriend with me with my family you know in public it was a, it was a really big deal and I was I was very happy and even my dad, I feel like this whole process, my dad has, I've been kind of closer with my dad also. Yeah, I just feel like it's just tough. You get in the black community, you, you know, dealing with, you know, the homophobia and um, again, just the, the religious background. Lindell said it can be difficult for LGBTQ plus people to feel accepted by other communities because of three main dynamics, religion, homophobia, and toxic masculinity. 
So I have all three of those aid in, in that situation. And I feel like people need to be taught that at an early age that sexuality should not, it does not um, dampen an athlete's capability um, in sport. And I just feel like even just in America in general, you know, us Black people have really been looked up as, you know, stronger, faster, more athletic. Um, and I feel like as a community, we we take that to heart. Um, and I don't want to speak for everyone, but I feel like yeah, a lot of the top athletes in the world are Black. And I feel like America knows that. And you know, we, we want to keep, keep that going, I guess. <laughs> so I feel like um, when you have that dynamic of being black and gay and, and an athlete, a professional athlete, it's, I feel like maybe there's fear of, uh, um, fear of possibly um, putting, putting negativity into that, or maybe, you know, that, that whole pillar that we have, you know, maybe, lowering it and and i feel like that's that's something that people perceive it's not true i feel like it's an illusion and just because you know um someone identifies as lgbtq and they're black athlete it's not going to lessen the things that we've done in our history as black athletes if anything it, it, it adds to it it doesn't take away from it so there's a stereotype for what a black male athlete should look like they're hypermasculine with broad shoulders, and their game face is always on. But Lindell doesn't fit that quota, and he doesn't try to. Well, I just actually got my nails painted um, for Pride. You can see them here. Um, I got my nails painted for Pride. It's the first time I've ever had my nails painted, and I just felt it was very liberating to do that. And I feel like you know I can express my feminine energy whenever I want when I'm on the court playing tennis or off the court, um, that doesn't represent, you know, it doesn't, has nothing to do with my performance on the court. Like I can be very feminine and like do a twirl or something after winning a point, you know, I can do whatever I want. It's all about the performance on the court. It should not have to, to do with the mannerisms. For me, it's I'm gonna do what I want. In the moment, I don't think about anything but my, my you know, initial reaction my last tournament, um, I hit two back-to-back -back winners during the game. Forehand winner, backhand winner, and each time I, I literally like yelled out, I was like, come on, like, I was pumped. And I, I was just in the moment and very, really just pumping myself up. And I feel like when I did that, it, I feel like, you know, some masculine energy did come out of, out of me in that moment. And it felt good to be, you know, aggressive like that. But at the, end, at, the, at the end of the day, that's really, I leave that all that on court, you know. This all feeds into another stereotype athletes face, to act how your gender should act while on the court. But this affects more than just the LGBTQ plus community. The toxic masculinity in the world of sport and especially in America, you know, with, with men really, you know, the double standard with men being able to be very vocal and aggressive and really outspoken with their wins. Lindell references Serena Williams as an example. In 2018, Williams was fined $1,700 for arguing with the chair umpire at the US Open. And Serena Williams does her out 
first. The press seems to get really on her, but yet the men um, in tennis and the men's tour, we can be very aggressive and outspoken and and we probably most likely won't won't get fined or we won't get, you know, a huge, a big penalty. So I feel like that's an issue as well. In addition to playing pro tennis, Lindell is the director and head pro of the Johnson High Performance Tennis Academy, a tennis school based in New York. I can say I'm really proud of my um, tennis academy. We've had so many inquiries, you know, being a LGBTQ and black owned business. We've had over like 12,000 views on my site last month and a lot of people calling and reaching out. So it feels great, you know, building the empire and, you know, you know, the tennis academy and and representing America. The Academy is Lendell's way of preventing young athletes from giving up their dreams before they've even begun. I don't want the world to impress itself on, you know, these LGBTQ athletes or anyone in general if it's negative. No matter what their goals or dreams are, I want people to kind of stay in that dream happy vibe and not let the world kind of dampen their spirits with all the hate and different things that are going on right now in the world. And um, right now with the Chinese Academy, we do have a day's a children's day. We do have a children's day camp right now that's going on. And these kids are very young and I'm very proud and honored that their parents are allowing me to work with them weekly and teach them about tennis and how to be, you know, young little champions and really just grow um, without any um, without any boundaries about who they want to be or how they act or anything like that. So. so many of the people we interview on this podcast were never exposed to queer culture growing up, which is another reason Lindell's Academy is so important. Kids need to know that People come in all different shapes, sizes, colors, you know, everything. So it, it's huge. That, like, I, I don't want people, I don't want the kids to see color. I just want it to be, oh, this is a human being. Because kids are just so, like, they're so magical, you know. They're, they haven't been, like, their spirit and soul and stuff like that it hasn't been tainted by, by the world. So when they have something to say or if they have questions about things, it, it's most likely they're just being honest and saying what they, they're just curious, you know, that's what I've learned. I've had kids ask me, I actually used to work as a teacher for a couple months here in Brooklyn for an elementary school. And I did have several kids ask me if I was, if, if I was male or female, or if my, why is my voice like this or like that? I just had to tell them that I'm like, well, some, sometimes guys have higher voices Sometimes we have deeper voices. Sometimes women have, you know, deeper voices and sometimes they don't. We, we all have different voices and they're, oh, okay. You know, so they just need to know, they need to be educated. So really that, I see that as a great opportunity for you to not only expose kids to diversity, but to also kind of change the narrative in sports around like, you can be queer and feminine and very good. That is very true, yeah. When I play my matches, I usually 
Uh, my hair's getting pretty long. It's about down to here, but I didn't do it this morning. So it's we're going through a. By the way, we're going through a heat wave right now in New York. So there was no way I was gonna um, flat iron press my hair out. It was too hot. Um, but yeah, you know, I openly wear my ponytail in the, to the back. You know, it's I love it. I love it. I feel like it gives me makes me look more athletic. I feel free. My hair's out of my face and it's a really nice traditional look. If Lindell could offer any advice to young people, it would be to... Be more inclusive, stop judging others. I even caught myself judging someone the other day and I had to take a step back and say, okay, like Lindell, you don't know this person. Don't, don't think things like that, you know? You don't know what they're going through. You don't know anything about their life. And I feel like nowadays it's just so easy to, to judge people, especially on social media. Um, digital age, um, it's, I think people really need to be just open to learning about others instead of having that, that instant, like, judgmental thought. To stay connected with Lindell? Well, all of my social media accounts are all um, branded now, so everything is Lindell Johnson. So, like, all of my at symbols for, like, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, it's at Lindell Johnson. And... Yeah, that's pretty much how everyone can follow me. I do have a newsletter on my website um, that people can subscribe to. We have updates about our different celebrity interviews that we do for Juices of Love. That's my show that will be airing on my birthday on Amazon Prime. And we kind of have giveaways as well. So there's little things here and there that we update the newsletter on. Lindell's upcoming project, Deuces in Love, is a reality show coming to Amazon Prime. It will feature interviews with celebrities like Billy Porter from Pose and more. For a sneak peek of the show, you can check out Lindell's Instagram. And our season one will premiere on August 24th, which is my birthday. Well, happy early birthday. We'll definitely tune in. That's very exciting. Pride is a production of Straw Hut Media. If you like the show, leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're tuning in from. Share us with your friends. And be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Pride. And tune in weekly for new episodes featuring amazing queer people. If you'd like to connect with me, follow me everywhere at Levi Chambers. Pride is produced by me, Levi Chambers, Maggie Bowles, Ryan Tillotson, and Caitlin McDaniel. Edited by Sebastian Alcala and Daniel Ferreira. Sound Mixing by Sebastian Alcala. Yeah, I think what they call it, like, um, what's the word? Uh, people say they're, oh, they're on a hiatus. You know, I wouldn't yeah, I need, a, I need a sabbatical. <laughs> Definitely.